0: It, you know, there was something on my windshield this morning that I'm not used to. It's called frost. Unbelievable, but it's refreshing, isn't it? At least the wind's not blowing. Let me get you caught up with what's going on in point, especially with our students. They had D-NOW this weekend, which means they were staying up late in people's host homes. But they went out to Garland Rowlett and helped out the tornado victims that were there, and so I want us to give a big round for those parents and those students who, you know, showed up there. That is awesome, and as usual, we are live with Frisco, okay, our our satellite campus there, so let's give it up for Frisco as well. Well, as Belinda said, we started a new series last week that we entitled God Strong, and we took a look first at our spiritual health, which I really believe everything trickles down from there. And we did so by taking a look and understanding Samson's story. And from that story, we learned that there are three traps that you and I need to avoid. We need to avoid self-indulgence, resentment, and carelessness, We talked about three habits, though, that we do need to start in 2016 to be God-strong spiritually, and that was a a daily time with God, a weekly team with others, and then a a weekly tithe, giving back to God. Today we're going to talk about being God-strong physically. Now, a lot of times when I bring up this subject matter, people ask, why? Why? Why, why are you talking about health and church? I mean, this is no health club, Pastor George. It's because, folks, we really don't understand and realize that God isn't just interested in our spirits. He's interested in the whole package. He's interested in our bodies as well. Our bodies, our minds, and our spirits are one package. And yet a lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people think, well, uh, going to church is just about spiritual. It is not. Whenever someone comes into my office, I'm a pretty simple guy, and I always start from the outside in. Let's start with the obvious, okay? How have you been feeling physically? When was the last time you went to the doctor and had had a checkup? It's amazing that there may be something going on physically that needs to be remedied, okay, in order to feel better, even spiritually, because when people come in, they say, you know, I just feel far from God. And I said, well, may, it could be physical. I mean, it, to me, it's interesting. If you have five bad nights of sleep, folks, I even believe. I, I, I become an atheist, okay? It's easy not to believe in God when things aren't working well spiritually. And God cares about the whole package. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to review. I did a series about four years ago on this, six-week series. Today, we're going to review three simple things that will help us to understand, to remind us again as we start 2016 that God cares about our bodies. So let's get started. Oh, and then after that, we're going to do, I'm gonna do an interview with Dr. Brian Hooten, okay? And kind of flesh some of these things out. At the Frisco campus, Dr. Goolsby is being interviewed there. So let's jump in and let's talk about these three simple things, okay? To help us understand that God cares about our bodies. The first one is this. God says, I am to manage my body. Folks, he created it, but I am to manage it. He has given me a body as a gift, but I am to be the steward of it. In fact, the Bible commands you and I to manage the bodies that he's given to us. And what that means is this, that you and I can't blame someone else when you and I abuse and misuse our bodies. God says, you're to manage these things. It's your responsibility. And God has given us a gift in the way of our bodies and he is going to hold us accountable for managing them properly. In fact, one day the Bible says that we are all gonna stand before God and we are going to have to give an account for all the gifts he's given us, okay? Because he's given all the gifts for a reason. Now, in the Bible, there is a verse where Paul talks about two different approaches to managing your body. And this verse gives us insight on how to do that. It is 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. And Paul says this, everything is permissible for me. That's approach number one. But not everything is beneficial. That is approach number two. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy both. He's saying there is food and there is stomach and that both of those aren't gonna last. And so why in the world should I, why in the world should I do, let something that's not going to last control my life? And in essence, Paul's saying, I'm not gonna do that. It may be permissible, that's one approach, but it's not beneficial, that's the second approach. You see, since I get to manage my body, that means God permits me to do a lot of things with it. But the question is this, yes, it's permissible, but is it beneficial? Folks, that's the number one question that you must ask yourself in managing the body that God has given you. That's the first point. The second thing that the Bible says is this, that I am to honor God with my body. The body that God has given me, God wants me to honor him with it. You see, for some of you this morning, when you woke up and you looked at your body, you went, Manage this body? (laughs) You you gotta be kidding me. I've got a 12-pack, but it's not the right kind, okay? Others of you woke up and you looked at your body and say, (laughs) yeah, I honor God with this body. (laughs) I just want you to know next week I'm teaching on pride, okay? (laughs) The truth of the matter is God created the bodies that we have and he wants us to honor him as our creator with what he has given us. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 13. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. This body that God has given me, if I just think of it as physical, then my attitude is going to be, how much pleasure can I get out of it? But once I realize that it's created and given to me by God, then all of a sudden I begin to think differently about it. I begin to think I need to honor my creator who gave it to me. Now, when you think of honoring God with your body, honoring your creator, God, with your body, there are two big pictures in Scripture to help us understand and flesh this out. The first one, the Bible says, is that Jesus died for your body. He just didn't die for your spirit. He just didn't die for your soul. He died for your body. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Will you underline that? Bought with a price. He's talking about the cross there. Therefore, honor God with what? Your body. Why? Because you know how much he went through to redeem your body. You, You understand how much he loves you, your body. And so Paul is saying, honor God with your body. This is one big picture to help us understand what this is about. The second Picture is this. It is about your future. The Bible says that one day your body is going to be resurrected after you die. Now, we don't think of that. The only time we think of the resurrection is at a funeral, to be really honest with you, okay? Someone dies in our family close to us, we think about the resurrection. But the reality is, the resurrection should be in our minds 24 7. God is going to resurrect our bodies, but we don't think that way. We think of our bodies like a a plastic um, jug of water, okay, a bottle of water that after all the contents are discarded, what do we do? We just kind of throw it away, don't we? But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible says just as Jesus was resurrected after he died, guess what? So too you shall be. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. You see, he's going to raise your body. And when he does, it's going to be a perfect body. It's not going to be a resurrected body, version 1.0. No, it's going to be a resurrected body, version 2.0, and it's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect for all eternity. Why? Because that's how much God cares about your body. You see, as I talk about this with people, a lot of times they'll say, okay, Pastor George, since my body's going to be resurrected to a, to a perfect body, what age will my body be? Will it be 120 years old? I mean, what, what age will it be? I'm shooting for 25, okay? (laughs) I think that's a good age of a body you know, for all eternity in my mind. Folks, I really don't know what it's going to be like, your body and my body, but what I do know is this, it's gonna be perfect. There's not gonna be any sadness or sickness or sorrow or suffering. There's not gonna be any depression or discouragement or doubt or despair or death. The body that we get that we're gonna be resurrected with is gonna be version 2.0. Now, I understand that when we talk about stuff like this, like I'm responsible for my body and I am to honor God with my body, body, I am very aware of the fact that some of us in our spiritual family are struggling physically. Most of the cards that I get I would say 80% of those cards are talking about physical distresses that are in our life. I'm talking about health issues, either with ourselves or with family members. And then probably another 19% is about relationships, and the other 1% is about finances, okay? This week, you may have gotten a letter from a doctor or a call saying, We need for you to come back in, we have some concerns. Or you may be living with a chronic disease right now. What I want us to do as a spiritual family is just stop for a moment and I want us to pray. You may not be in that category this morning, but will you pray for your spiritual family that God will intervene and help them? So let's take a moment and let's just pray. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I'm reminded in Scripture where Paul said we are to rejoice with those who rejoice, and that's easy to do, but we are to weep with those who are weeping. And God, that's more challenging. It's more challenging to stop and really show care and concern, especially, Lord, those who may be suffering physically. And so we want to come to you as a church family and lift these individuals up who may be struggling physically, God. We ask you, God, that you would encourage them and that you would give them hope. God, help them to understand that their disease, whatever it is, doesn't define them. God, give them strength for the journeys that they are on and heal them. God, help them in their minds and in their spirits to focus on the right things. God, we look to you to do these things. We trust in you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying. Well, when you think of your body, God says this, I'm expecting you to manage what I've given you. And I want you to bring honor to me with your body. The third thing that, that, that he says is this, that I am to serve God in my body. One of the greatest things that you and I can do with our bodies is serve other people. I can truly make a difference like our students did over in Garland and Rowlett this weekend, okay? I can make a difference in our world through my body. One of the things that we do at LifePoint just to do this is outrun homelessness, which is gonna be in mid-April this year because Easter is early. We have a table out there. I wanna encourage us all to sign up, register. I've already done so. There's some new things on our, our course this year. It's still by the church, but it's registered this year, okay? It's actually 3.1 miles for those who really are into that thing. And we start training for 5K, couch to 5K. And then by doing this, what you're you doing is using your body to serve the homeless in Collin County. Now there are a couple of pictures in scripture that help us understand and motivate us uh, to do this, okay? And they're pretty shocking. One of those pictures is once you become a follower of Christ, where you have dropped him from your head to your heart, what he does is he puts the Holy Spirit inside of you. And as a result, your body becomes the temple of the living God. Can you believe that? God resides within you through his spirit. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Lord, Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? God puts his spirit in you. He resides within you that you might serve other people in the best and greatest way possible. Folks, that's how God sees your body. You may not see your body that way, but that's how God sees your body. When you begin to get that picture in your mind, what it does is it begins to help you understand and treat your body in the right way. You see, think of it like this. If you drove up here this morning and you saw someone vandalizing this church building with spray paint, my guess is this, you would be madder than a hornet. Your thought would be, how in the world can they do that? But the truth of the matter is, your body is a whole lot more sacred than this building is. A lot of times we vandalize our own bodies. We do, the, we do things to our own bodies that we would never even think of doing on a church building or our own homes. But when we begin to realize that our body is the temple of God, that it's meant to show God to a world that is desperately looking for hope and encouragement and help through serving others, all of a sudden then, we got a different perspective. This is one of the big pictures that God gives us. The other picture is this. It is a picture of a living sacrifice. Romans 12, verse 1. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean I gotta come up here on Sunday mornings and climb up on this little podium thing and thrust a knife into me? Oh! No, we are a living sacrifice. So how do we offer a living sacrifice to God? This is important. You do in your body what Jesus did in his body while he was on earth. He is our example. And what did Jesus do? In one word, he did this, he served. He said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and to give my life away as a ransom for many. These three things, are great motivators for better health. I am to manage my body, because guess what? No one else will, I'm responsible. I am to bring honor to God through my body, why? Because it's not about me, it's about God. He is my creator, he created this thing, okay? And thirdly, and maybe the highest motivation is that the healthier I am, the better I can serve I can serve my spouse. I can serve my kids. I can serve my grandkids. I can serve this biblical community. I can serve the larger community. You see, how great would it be in 2016 if you had some more energy? It's amazing to me how we can make just a few adjustments in our lifestyle, in the way of our understanding about nutrition, in the way of understanding about exercise, in the way of understanding about the, the importance of collaborating with others, and how we can make a difference in this world with what God has given us in the way of our bodies. Today, I'm going to interview Dr. Brian Hooten on the Frisco campus, They're interviewing Dr. Bill Goolsby. Over this past year, in spending time with Brian, I've discovered that he has a great passion for healthy minds, good nutrition, exercise, spine health, getting rid and minimizing toxins in our body. He founded his practice in 2000. Since that time, he has served over 20,000 families. He is the official doctor for the USA wrestling team. He is the supporter of Soul Church, and he was a $2,500 sponsor of our outrun homelessness. And I might add, we have another health professional out there, Dan um, Waldron, uh, with Herbal Life that was a sponsor also. And so as Brian comes up here, as a result of a great wife Mish and a lovely daughter Steele he's going to share with us some things about health and i want to, us to give him a good life point welcome will you welcome Brian Dr Brian Hooten Brian come on out man love you love you too brother. hey this is round 2 <laughs> And, yeah, and doing we're doing it again, okay? Uh, he's already sweating. I am. I know what's coming. You don't, okay? Pray for me, please. Okay, Brian, I am a guy who loves stories, and I am always awed by people's stories and how God got them to where they're at. For yourself, how did you get in to maximize living?
1: So, briefly. Okay. As a kid, we had uh, medicine pantries in my house. My mom is back there with my daughter. They made it for this service. And she'll tell you, um, we, you, you walked into the kitchen, there was a door with all the drugs over the counter and prescription. And I was that kid that always seemed to have trouble breathing, puffing on these uh, inhalers and taking medications morning and night, allergy shots, allergy pills. It was, you, know, you know the kind. And it doesn't take a rocket science to realize if you don't change the course of your health, are you going to get better or worse living that way? And my parents, you know, God love them, are smart. They, they have this never-say-die attitude. And we wound up in a chiropractor's office. And she was uh, specialized, named Dr. Longnecker.
0: <laughs> Great name.
1: <laughs> and over the years, she ingrained it into my head uh, this type of language. And I, if, I, if, if you all remember one thing that I tell you today, this is by far the most important. Your spinal cord and your brain literally are running your entire body, regulating your heartbeat, your breathing, your immune system, your thyroid, the way you sleep, the way you interact, your mood, the way you digest food. How many of you like to eat? The way that you process nutrients comes from here. And you all have a brain. We all have it. And it needs to be working like a raging river. So that's the analogy she used over and over again with me. If you dam up a river at the top, what happens to all the vegetation down there? Dies. Is, is, that, is that arguable? <laughs> you know, it's, it's a universal principle. Well, if you choke off some of the water or deplete it, now there's death and destruction down there. It's the same thing with your spine. If your spine is blocked, you can't be well. And she x-rayed me and we had, I had these blocks, or there's terms that we use for uh, damaged spine, and I never hurt, I never had back pain, but I had these problems in my spine that were undiagnosed untreated she started working on those and unlocking the floodgates and guess what happened to my lungs?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm sitting here I haven't had a prescription drug in uh, probably 30 years now and uh, it's my job to share the world uh, with what I learned because when I graduated um, she had retired and there was nobody for me to go seek this kind of care so I had to really do some digging to put it all together that's what maximized living is the postgraduate certification system because my parents were falling apart. She's back there, she was uh, arthritis. My, pa- my dad had two blood pressure medicines, diabetes drug and a cholesterol drug. If we didn't change him, he wasn't gonna make it to 70. And now he's off all those things. They both lost well over 30, 40 pounds and just doing awesome.
0: It's great, yeah. what a great story. Um, I know you love the Lord. Got it. And I, I really believe, in fact, you may see on the big screen, you're gonna, I'm gonna have you fill in some blanks, faith god's power not willpower and and i really believe that it's our faith and the faith that we've placed in christ that really is the difference maker okay where is faith played uh in on your journey to to health wholeness
1: so faith without action is death and it's worthless i mean we're really not going to get anywhere and we all know that we all hear it we all say it um it takes a a long time for that to really sink in your subconscious um there's there's a concept that I really want to share with you. It's this time thing. We can't just you know come on a Sunday and expect to walk out of these doors and everything to be hunky-dory tomorrow. You gotta put the time, put the effort in, put, put a little money in. Those things are taking your faith into action. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so we learned that early on. I, I don't remember missing a chiropractic adjustment from the time I was 13 years old. And if I was traveling, I got to play professional soccer for a few years. I found somebody knew how to keep my spine running so that's my interpretation of faith is making sure it's in action and we're gonna go over later you know what y'all can be doing at home to make sure that we because how many of you have done you know made a lifestyle change but then only to be back to square one a week later or two months later am I the only one like three of you okay three honest people you know we've all been there how do you make it stick and there's that time element you
0: call my wife that's how you make it stick. I'll tell you that right now. Cheryl's shouting for joy over this message, okay? <laughs> I got she's, she's, she's already talking and saying, are you going to do what you preach? Uh, <laughs> George, you've fallen off the wagon. You like to confess other people's sins, don't you? <laughs> oh, anyway, Brian, I digress. I'm sorry. But what about a, a story of, of um, maybe someone in your practice, okay, that uh, applied their faith?
1: Okay, so... Just just to be clear, when I got well, understand the doctor did not treat my lungs. So when somebody comes in to see me, I don't treat their disease. In fact, I don't see disease. It may be all over their chart, whatever it is. My job is to look at you as if you're a healing, functioning, beautiful work of God. You're not supposed to be sick. Let's find out what's blocking you. And we start peeling back the layers. So I'm going to tell you sort of a grand story, but it's very true, very easy to find if you come to the office. A lady showed up this year with 10 organs that had been metastasized with cancer, 10. And the thing about Miss Mary is that she had already changed her diet. She'd cut out one of the evil things, sugar, right? Well, she came in to see me because her daughters were all under care and their thyroids are coming back online. Their uh, headaches are going away. Maybe something is blocked. Well, it does it make sense if you establish this connection between your brain and your body. Are you going to fight off cancer better? You gonna, is your heart going to work better? You know, so on and so forth. So as she came in, you know, having faith in what she had been doing, then I come in and say, here's your spine. We've got to start taking care of it. There's no way around it. How long can you go without eating? Mm, how long did Jesus go? Forty. How long did um, Gandhi go? He went 40, I think, also, yeah, at least a month. Yeah, I think so, yeah. How long can you go without breathing?
0: Uh, maybe four minutes.
1: And how long can you go without uh, drinking water?
0: Maybe a week.
1: A week, but you can't go a second without proper nerve supply. So I explained all that to her, as we do with everybody that comes in. And she said, "You know what? That makes sense." Does that make sense to everybody? Uh-huh. The way that I explain that, I'm getting glassy eyes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we don't think of our spine that way. When do we think of our back? When it's hurting. Yeah. When it hurts, and that's that's reactive care. And if you look around, that's what everybody's doing, man. Mm-hmm. We get into this reactive lifestyle. Oh, something's wrong. Do a test. Find something's wrong. And then what's the answer? Some type of remedy which does nothing about what got you there in the first place. So I explained all that to her, and here she is. She's had two clear scans, hmm. two clear scans without doing anything crazy. No, no chemo, no radiation. And you've all known people that have healed up from great diseases. Our body's supposed mm-hmm. to work. Great. There you go.
0: Let's talk about food, okay? Big food. Uh, enjoy God's abundance, uh, church. I'd have us know that. Th- I know we talk in our culture a lot about various illegal drugs, marijuana, cocaine, all that kind of stuff. But there is no drug more powerful than food. I mean, it changes your brain chemistry, it changes your hormones, it changes your genes, it changes so many things about us. I, as I was just preparing for this message, I discovered this, that the average American, yes, consumes 152 pounds of sugar and 146 pounds of flour a year, okay? We eat far too many carbs and way too many bad fats, okay? So uh, Dr. Hooten, tell us some things about nutrition, about food, some of the effects, some of the things that are good and some of the things that are not good.
1: Get your pens ready, I wanna stimulate you first. Type three diabetes, Does anybody know what that's called? Diabetes? Nope. Alzheimer's disease. Ooh. Dementia. And I don't know about you, but for a motivating thing, that's I don't want to lose my brain. So if you want to avoid cancer, or heart disease, stroke, or losing your brain, you need to really pay attention and start applying what I'm about to tell you. It's called type three diabetes. And all diabetes is associated with too much sugar. Sugar. So one of the easiest things to do is start cutting out the sugar. Especially he said good fats, bad fats earlier. The bad sugars, bread, pasta, rice, any type of processed carbohydrate is taking you down the road to the type three diabetes or type two if you're already in it. There's no such thing as a healthy processed bread that's in a plastic package on the shelf that's not in the cooler. There's a healthier version, a good version, one brand is called Ezekiel, but that's in the refrigerated section. So most of us, and my family did too, she'll tell you if you talk to her, we ate, fruity pebbles in the morning you know all the all the milk and everything that's all sugar. It converts to sugar the second it hits your tongue you can't do that and get away with it. Now if you have a disease to conquer if you have something going on if you need to lose weight you're even going to have to cut back on the healthy sugars which include fruit now if you've ever done a sugar withdrawal um, typically there's some headaches um, keep a handful of berries around those are pretty safe so there's a real practical thing you can do for your carbs. For your meats clean them up. Clean them up. Does, does it make sense if you had uh, a, a steak or chicken or something that is organically fed and treated humanely, and processed properly, versus a commercially raised grain-fed, hormone-fed, antibiotic-fed animal, which one are you gonna pick if that's put in front of you? The organic one or the commercialized one?
0: I wasn't born yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's not rocket science, is it? So clean up your meats. Both of those two things Trigger inflammation in a, in a heartbeat. The sugars and the bad meats, and then the third thing you mentioned was the fats. Yeah. If you write this down, avocados, man. If we if all we had was one food to eat for the rest of our life, and what would take us uh, give bring us the most health and most joy and abundance? Avocados, I'm convinced, are one of the world's superfoods. So like God put it there. It feeds yeah. your brain. It will actually flush help flush out some placking in your arteries. Same thing with coconut oil. There's a there's a couple of examples of really good healthy fats: avocados and coconut oil. Give them something to chew on. Yeah,
0: I think it's good. Uh, Something that I read, I thought this was really interesting, is that when you go shopping for food, uh, go to the outside of the of the store because that's generally where all the fresh produce and different things are. And then work your way into the middle if you have to. That's kind of where all the unhealthy things are at. And I thought, huh, that's 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 a good thing to keep in mind as you're out in the world okay i I
1: did a small a small group at a church once and a guy spoke up at this point of the lecture raised his hand and said dr nobody in this room can afford to eat that way well he was speaking from a motorized wheelchair after he'd had multiple strokes and multiple heart attacks and he was back there you know chomping on candy the whole time he just if you don't do this now you're going to pay for it later Mm -hmm. and it's not that much more expensive you can go to target you can go to uh, walmart i think overnight when walmart started selling groceries they became the Largest organic retailer.
0: Very good. Let's go to fitness, okay? Let's do it. Fitness, honor God with your body, okay? I think it's pretty obvious to us that we're not moving as much as we used to, okay? American College of Sports Medicine found that there are over 40 uh, chronic conditions that can be treated or prevented with exercise, okay? The University of Missouri, my alma mater, found that if you sit longer than three hours, there is an enzyme that shuts down, lipoprotein lipase, that helps metabolize fat, okay? Now, when it comes to exercise, I'm a classic example, okay? My excuse is this, I'm too busy. I just don't have the time, okay? So, talk to me, Dr. Brian, or Dr. Hooten, Brian Hooten. Would that work? Okay. Um, about some exercises that we can do. Okay. okay, maybe at our desk or whatever that fits into our busy lifestyles.
1: Well, we're not just going to talk about it, we're going to feel it. Oh, boy. So everybody drop your stuff. You're going to stand up. Okay. Make this real easy. PG is going to be our model. Okay, we're going to do squats. Now, don't, don't, Sweat if you've got um, bad knees or hips or something, you're gonna be able to do this. Your target is to sit down where your tush hits the chair or the pew. Okay, if you can't quite bend that far and you can go only go to here, that's fine. But what you've got to do is go as fast as you can and you're gonna go for 20 seconds. And my dad's had a hip replacement, he does these with us every week. So just dig through that excuse. You've got to find a way around it. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, say, I'm gonna go as fast as I can. Just for 20 seconds. You can do anything for 20 seconds, ready? In three seconds, you're gonna go, two, one, go. 20 seconds. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I hope you're getting this on video. So you're giggling now, just wait.
0: I think that clock's slow.
1: Wonder how many churches are doing this. All right, right. relax in one (laughs) second. Okay, rest for a second, high five your neighbor, talk it out, we're gonna do three rounds of that. Oh, yeah. So you, got, you got two more rounds. Tomahawk it. Tomahawk. There you go. Now, you're, you probably felt that a little bit, not too bad. Right now, that enzyme he mentioned is kicking in for you to start burning fat. Ready? Go. You'll start to feel this one a little bit more. Just dig in. Go as fast as you can. Don't worry about your neighbor. PG's doing good. This is his second time to do this today. He's really going to feel it.
0: I should have an excuse for not doing it. Pick
1: pick up the pace. Keep it up. Three, two, one. Okay, relax. You're probably starting to feel that a little bit. I got some jackets being peeled off back there. Right now, you're shocking your brain. Yeah. And it is going to kick into overdrive, and I'll tell you what it's doing for you after you're done. So right now, you're burning through sugar. Your body's going to start kicking into fat stores. Ready? Go. Last one. Make it count. You got it. Encouragement. Come on, Cheryl, you can do it. Mr. Hooten, I didn't know you were here. You need to be doing your squats. He's taking videos. Three, two, one. And relax. Give yourselves a hand. Good job. Okay.
0: Okay. I I know you all are going to go home and you're gonna visit with family members and they're gonna say, they're gonna ask you, what'd you do at church? Okay? We are a church of action. We are putting our faith into action.
1: How do you feel right now? It, a little exhilarated, lots of blood flow and everything. Those are endorphins kicking in and what you've done, that last round kind of burned a little bit, right? I mean, it even burns me. Your brain is in shock and it's going to burn through all the sugar in your muscles and it's going to pull energy from somewhere, and guess where it's coming from? Fat, everybody say fat cells. Fat cells. It's going to withdraw the deposit that we've made over the years of our fat and start converting that into energy. And how many of you want to keep that fat burning up? If you do this type of exercise, and this is all you do, three to four times a week, from here on out, you will can maintain your body into what we call a fat burning zone as long as you're not putting in carbohydrates. Okay, so those are the two rules. Yeah. Now, uh, let me write out the pattern real quick for you. 20 seconds on, 20 off, just like you did three times. Rest for up to two minutes. Let everything settle down. Then repeat again the whole cycle. Rest for up to two minutes and then repeat again. So if you did three rounds of all three of those, you'll be done in 12 minutes and you can pick whatever exercise you want. If, if it's burpees, great. If it's jumping jacks, if it's squats, if it's push-ups. Um, how many of you are, are good at push-ups?
0: I did one this morning just getting ready.
1: Try that 20 on 20 off with push-ups and you will see what I mean. Now you guys are going to feel your legs tomorrow, um, but y'all can keep that up. How many of you have 15 minutes a day? Three to four days a week. Yeah. I mean, just put that into the daily planner and force it in.
0: Let's talk about focus. And here, here's the blank. Transform by the renewing of your mind. It's interesting as you do studies or uh, read studies is that... Uh, As body weight goes up, brain size goes down, which ought to scare the fat out of us, right, okay? Dinosaur brain. Yeah, dinosaur brain, absolutely. And um, so our brains are important, and I want us to talk about the lies that we tell ourselves, okay, because oftentimes, I have them, I have mine, okay? So what are the lies, and Brian, you know which one I'm really wanting you to go for, okay?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's our ego. The short, short version is, that is our ego. We don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to face the fact that we have messed up. <clears throat> and I'm not here to, to convict you or, or make you guilty. I mean, that's between us and God. Yeah. Uh, but if you sit down and really talk to him and then really, you know, make the right plan, you can get yourself out of whatever that we get into. Because, man, look around. Well, I mean, we are falling apart. And it's so prevalent, the obesity epidemic and being overweight it's become normal it's become normal and I'm here to tell you it's not how are we going to carry out the great commission if we lose our body mm-hmm. how is our spirit going to be able to explode onto people if we don't have a physical body that's not working mm-hmm. See, but we need to start thinking about that on a regular basis so just like my family you know, we had gotten into these habits into these uh, sort of patterns of living you have to do something to get out you got to retrain your brain mm-hmm. the best way to do it and you've all heard of things like this, write out daily affirmations. Like if you think you don't have time or you think you don't have the money or you think it's gonna hurt. I have plenty of time to exercise. I love my family enough to invest in my health today, and you read that morning and night for thirty days. And that's one thing I can't do for you. Yeah. I can lead you through exercise. We have workout classes three to four times a week in the office. I'll get your spine cooking. But things like that you're gonna have to do on your own, and you can all do that. Don't and by the way don't lie to yourself mm-hmm. it's, it's between you and God so don't don't if, you, if something needs to be fixed don't leave that out
0: okay Brian yes you got 90 seconds what it's your platform what do you want to say to Life Point Church
1: I will tell you after all the years of doing this the biggest thing missing in our world is responsibility and then with our community it's encouraging each other encouragement, encouragement, it's the, it's the fuel for hope and of all the things I've seen, I mentioned that cancer lady, I mean you talk about radical weight loss and drugs being thrown in the drug trash can in our office you can change, you can do this, it's possible don't listen to the world that doesn't want you well you're not going to get around your spine, my team is out there If you go make an appointment, we're, the, we're one of only eight offices in the area that do our kind of work, because it's hard, Alright, but we'll walk you through it, they're waiting for you, you've got to take care of your spine Start putting together your daily affirmations, and then the food and everything will start to come. And don't let this be the only day. Make sure it's all week.
0: Go, God. Go Brian, God. thank, you, thank you. you very much, okay? okay? Appreciate you, buddy. You bet. <laughs> Love you, man. I want to encourage us just with two things here. We're starting off a new year, right? And we want to be God strong. We want to be God strong spiritually. And this plays over into our physical health. And I want to challenge you with two things, and it's this. One, challenge the world's thinking about nutrition and exercise and health, okay? There's God's Word in Romans 12. One, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind. We've just got to think differently. And then secondly, oh, and by the way, uh, to let you know this, because I believe in the second point, but I'll just share it. Cheryl and I are going through uh, Rick Warren's Daniel Plan um, uh, Jump Starts, called Jumpstart in 40 days. And we're going through this little book and we are offering it to those who are serious about reevaluating their, their diet, their exercise, just their whole health. System, okay? Cheryl and I are going through it. We're praying over every day so that when we make that commitment, okay, we're going to go for this thing, okay? And so we offer that to you. The second thing I want to encourage you in is this, and it's the last point, friends. It's not about me power, it is about we power. It is about having friends that you can share this with, friends that you can partner up with in order to get there. We all know what to do. The problem is we don't do it. The problem is is we don't uh, open up and let our egos aside and say, you know, I need some help. Will you pray for me, okay? Will, Will you help me in this journey that I'm on to get healthier this year? And so do it with others, we are better together. So let me pray, take the offering, go out and visit the different health professionals. Like I said, Dr. Wooten's out there, Dan, Dan uh, Waldron with Herbal Life, these are two big sponsors of, of ours, please visit their table, get information. We have other ones out there that are a part of our church family in the health industry. Go out and find your thing because here's the deal. In one sense, I don't care what you do as long as you do something, okay? And that something truly is between you and God, like Brian said. So let's make 2016 better physically. Let's pray. Lord, we really do thank you. We thank you for your word that in it, it really does hit every major aspect of life. Not just our spiritual life, but our physical life. Because you care, you care about our bodies and you have challenged us, you have charged us to be good managers of it. So God help us with this, it's not easy. There's so many lies that we have bought off on. So many lies that we just tell ourselves, God I know I do. And so we need your help. And God, as we journey towards being God strong this year, give us grace. Give us the desire and power to do your will for your glory. And not just for our good, God, but maybe for our marriages, for our kids, for our grandkids. So God, we give you this. In your son's name, we pray, amen. So let's go ahead and,